We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw, we go tit for tat, we have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to this Thanksgiving rendition of the Moose and Runes podcast, episode 30. Thanks for being with us this morning. Joined by Matt Rooney. I'm Joe Musso. We got some stuff to talk about this morning, Matt. Uh, Bears football heading south. Uh, the Irish squeak one out. Plenty going on in NCAA football as we come down the stretch here. Are you opening a bag of chips right now? What am I hearing in my ear? I don't know. Also, good morning, Matt. Good but morning to you, too. Uh, but, keep it, but keep it down over there. Well, please. I'm not going to be the one making the noise. It's uh, our, our associate producer's in the studio this morning, so he might be uh, moving around, open, closing some doors. So if you hear some noise, that's not me. He just closed just, one. So. Just praying to God for the for the viewer's sake that he's got pants on. That's all. Um, I, he does. It's the shirt that I'm worried about. Uh, no promises on a shirt. No yeah. promises. Never, okay. with, never with him. <laughs> well, Matt, what's up? What's new? Tell me something good because there hasn't been much good, at least on the Bears front, for the last. See, I, weeks. I'll disagree with you. I think this was about a perfect week for the Bears. Spin zone. See, it, it, they're, they're after that loss to the Packers, they're not going to the playoffs. Not that they were if they won that game, but you know, would have those slim hopes would remain alive after that loss. Divisions out of reach. Playoffs are out of reach. I thought they did some really good things. Sure, there were some things you'd like to see them do a little bit better in the mm-hmm. second half. They got all those, a lot of those points early on. But you saw a lot of flashes. You saw Mitch Trubisky lead what should have been a game-tying drive. You saw Tariq Cohen get back involved in the offense. You saw Adam Shaheen take some steps. Dontrell Inman, I think, was their leading receiver again. So you saw a lot of good things, and then they didn't get a meaningless win that will only allow them to draft a little bit later in the first round. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I know it's tough, and like I know we're getting to the point where we want to see them start winning these games, but I, if they're going to be winning these games, I'd want them to mean something to be in a playoff race. I don't really – they still need to be in a spot to get a pretty darn good impact player, and the higher up you are in the draft, obviously, the more likely no, you're going to get that. I, I, I totally get that. you, you got to quarterback some, uh, some experience in crunch time driving down the field, setting up a field goal that – should have been a game tire. Did, 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 did you see? Did you see the Trubisky scramble, Joe? The Trubisky did scramble you? was it was Johnny Football esque. It was he retreated in the in the pocket, stepped up in the pocket, rolled around, great, sidestepped. He was, he was even holding the ball out there, holding the ball great way out of the open. Great understanding of where the sticks were. Uh, yes, there are those positives, but I I'm just not ready. There's still a lot of football to be played, and I'm not ready to have the draft position conversation every week with you. That's I understand that we are setting ourselves up to make another splash pick that's probably going to flop. But I have I, I some can, more faith, Joe. We got two I first get, round picks. We got Kevin White coming back. What am I supposed What am I supposed to have faith in, Matt? Though, like, look at the mismanagement of this football team. Uh, let's just talk about no. Let's just talk about the kicker position where Robbie. They got it right eventually. Uh, no, Robbie Robbie Gold has one of the best make percentages since leaving the Bears, and Connor Barth has the worst. This is just mismanagement, misanalysis. No, I think of it was talent. a team. I think it was a team going into a rebuild, knowing they didn't really need to be made, paying five it's million not, dollars to a kicker. Okay, well, and I love Robbie get, Gold. He's, he's the best kicker in the history of the Bears, at least that I can remember, and he's doing very well now. But they're a team in a rebuild who probably said. We don't need to dedicate this much money to a kicker. He wants a new contract. It might not look great on the end of it. Let's just, that's fine, let's, Matt. Let's cut bait. That's fine, Matt. So you cut bait there. You draw the line. But then it is your job as a front office to go get someone who can kick a football. Yes, you could they have held on better. to Connor Barth too long. They did. I'll you could have gotten a kicker on shorter money that's got more talent, more leg than Connor Barth. Because as much as it's nice to get Mitch Trubisky that experience, Mitch Trubisky's not going to take anything away from that and say, oh, I got us in the – I got us in a field goal range. That's a kid who wants to win football games right now. That's what he needs for his, for his ethos, for his, uh, for his NFL. Stop trying to be know, fancy he, and just say a word. I'm not, I'm not being fancy. <laughs> for, his, for his peace of mind, for his, to build him up. I, don't, I, I think Mitch Trubisky's biggest concern right now isn't getting his footwork right or throwing the ball right. He wants to win football games for his team. He's not worried about draft position. I can guarantee you that. I guarantee you that, and I think you're right, and that's the way you should be thinking. But I think in the front office, you have to have a longer view set. It can't just be a week-to-week thing. You're setting the franchise up to be good for years to come. And while Mitch, I, I, if he's if, if he left that game thinking, you know you know what, I'm actually really happy I led that drive and we didn't win that game, then I'd be kind of pissed off too. That's not what a player should be thinking. 
I don't yeah. care what you, you put a high school football team out there as the Chicago Bears. They know they're going to lose every game, but they're still going to be pissed off when they don't. Every yeah. player should want to win every game. They shouldn't be rooting for draft position. But it's the guys in the front office, the decision makers, who are probably thinking, okay, this is setting us up. We're getting some game, some good in-game experience, some valuable crunch time mm-hmm. experience against good mm-hmm. teams, but we're also setting ourselves up for the future. Yeah. Some good news coming out this morning on Leonard Floyd. The Bears don't believe that there is a tear in the ACL. Yeah, that was, um, that, that's, that's shocking. I yeah, Look at it, the that way replay. It, I thought that was yeah, the way everything looked, was the way, gone. It was going to be six, it, six, eight months, whatever. The way it sounded too, because I was uh, I was working, so I had uh, the smooth stylings of Jeff Joniak oh. in my ear. Is there a list. better radio guy? It's so good. It's I don't so, think there's like, a better radio guy than Jeff Joniak. Honestly, he's he's up in the in the Doc Emmerich era where you could close your eyes and just listen to the game. I it, can see Bears games when I listen to him exactly, on the radio. Exactly, he paints the picture so beautifully. And when I heard him talking about this Floyd injury, I thought. Well, well, there, well, there, there goes his off season. So it sounds like uh, Floyd's injury isn't as serious as they thought it would be. They still don't know if he can come back this season. That's all. That's good fine well. if he can't just come back this sure, season. Yeah, it's okay. Just make sure he can train this off season is yeah. all I'm concerned because you're seeing a edge rusher there with top tier, all pro talent. He's a guy with a high ceiling and a piece that this defense has built around and can continue to build around. Yeah, you're seeing flashes from him. You're still doing to see. So I think you still see sometimes the lapses, sometimes the mm-hmm. inconsistencies. Sometimes he goes a little bit too silent for a little, little too long. Yeah. Sometimes he gets taken out of games a little bit too easy. But again, he's, he's second year. You, you he, can coach those things. Yeah, you, you can coach. You, you, you can see guys. the speed he has off the edge, the strength yeah. he has for being a smaller guy off the edge too, going yeah, up against big, you know, left tackles, right tackles, whatever it is. You can't teach a guy to speed rush uh, a left tackle and then hurdle a running back. That's that's a little bit more innate than uh, than taught. So I think that uh, just good news on the Leonard Floyd front that he's not seriously seriously injured. Also, some more injury news: uh, Zach Miller finally returning from the hospital. Prayers up for Zach. Still, uh, he he was finally sent home from. From New Orleans, uh, I believe that was yesterday. So uh, thoughts and prayers out to Zach Miller and, and the family. So good to hear there. And uh, I don't know, but on field, Matt, what else did you see? Did you see anything that um, that you didn't like, that you liked, something that you can move forward with? I think it, this Bears team is, again, towing on the line of apathy. You were telling me, uh, you know, you watched the game, but it was in a little bit of a hungover haze. Like, people aren't – people are – not planning their Sundays for the Bears by any means at this point. I I would still say that a lot of this city is. Mm-hmm. Um, I st- I mean when I'm in when I'm home on Sunday hanging around, I, I'm still almost always throwing the Bears game on, getting ready to watch it. But I, I think in, in terms of uh, on field stuff that I liked, it's nice to see them get Tariq Cohen back involved. Um, he only had he had I think 13 touches. Uh, I think four four receptions, nine carries there. Uh, mm-hmm. Another touchdown. It's nice to see Adam Shaheen taking some more steps. Um, it's also a little bit weird, though, on that final drive, he wasn't on the field. Yeah, Shaheen uh, and Cohen. Da- Daniel Brown the was, their, was their tight end in the two-minute drill. Maybe that's because Shaheen's not up to speed on the two-minute drill, but I, I find that hard to believe. It's been we're this ten, long. We're 10 weeks into the season. That's I, not even counting all summer I, that you had. Like, that's 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 why I'm a little bit skeptical, because that I I'm, bet that's the explanation they'd give you. Or no, that was. Fox, what they, came out, Fox came out and said that Cohen and... Uh, I don't and buy Shaheen that. Aren't full, me neither. And that's why that that's, that's why this Fox, this Fox guy is starting to wear on me, and I'm not a fire-the-coach guy, but come on now. Let's let's quit let's quit looking people in their face and lying to them. Like, yeah. Like, Either give us the reason here or say... It was weird. I mean, Dontrell Inman even wasn't on the field at some times. That would be... If you wanted to tell me he wasn't up to speed totally on a two-minute yeah. drill, he, I, okay, I can get that. The I guy's still, still staying in an Airbnb. I still wouldn't buy it, but I, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but the, it's just a lot of the personnel decisions on this team are, are really starting to not bother me, but just I don't, it, they're starting to... It, Makes me feel a little bit weird. I don't know why they're, they're putting certain people. Yeah, I don't know why they're putting certain people on the field in certain certain situations. I don't get what their obsession with Josh Bellamy and Benny Cunningham really are. It, it's just it, it's it's odd to me. Yeah. Why why are um, we at three and six, three and seven, trying to force guys who we know what they are instead of trying to let these younger guys learn? And I know out. the coaching yeah. staff can probably see the writing on the walls. I know nothing's been established yet, but I still think those two guys also give you a better chance to win than mm-hmm. Daniel Brown and Benny Cunningham. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Matt. And um, 
I think that the big takeaway here is that, uh, you know, when you have kids, if you got a son, push them, force them, don't let them have a choice, teach them how to be a kicker because they are in short order right now. We've seen some terribly missed goals all across the league. Again, last night in, in the Sunday night game, we could add another overtime and a missed field goal. And that one just short of it. Um, it, it what's going on that, that kickers don't have leg from 52 or can't handle the moment? I feel like ever since the extra point got moved back, kickers' brains are, have just turned to mush. Yeah, it, it's it's almost like that. For, I mean, the 45-yard field goal, for the most part, used to be in the NFL pretty Come much on. a lock. I mean, yeah. it used to be nine times out of ten be, that thing was cut. going in. Yeah. Now it's like, I mean, the Bears held on to Connor Barth too long, but he got, I mean, he was by no means a lock from inside 45, and he kept a kicking job for a while. He's not the yeah. only kicker in the NFL. That's probably a bad example because he's terrible and just got cut, but he's not the only kicker in the NFL that is in that type of situation. It, it's, it's, and then who, who was it last night? Blair, Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh. I don't know how he still has just, a job. You've just come to expect that from Blair Walsh. It, honest, ever since that, ever since that there. missed twenty-nine yard field goal when he was with the Vikings to beat the Seahawks, I think it was twenty-nine yards in that playoff game. He has just, just been mush brains. He's been done. He yeah, has been full done. on mush brains. And I don't know how it's, it's a team like Seattle, who he did that to, has yeah. him on their roster kicking. Yeah. Um, final thoughts on Bears before we do move on here, Matt. Uh, it's the Eagles next week, the best team in football, the Super Bowl favorites. It should be. Uh, Ugly? I think I think I, it's going to be ugly. Honestly, I'm not. I don't think it should be ugly. I think the defense. If it did, it may, might depend on their their depth and who's kind of back healthy. Ability uh, to if, just if, hang around if, and if then lose again. Comes around and play. But the Bears play solid defense. They yeah. they, they, they tend to rise to the occasion, uh, just mm-hmm. like they tend to play down to their opponents sometimes. But they they tend to play better against the better teams. You look at Atlanta. You look at uh, Pittsburgh, Minnesota. They were right there with uh, Carolina. Yeah. They beat New Orleans. They play good teams well, and they've done that on the road as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't think they're going to win this weekend, and if Philly wins by uh, two, two touchdowns, I would, I'm, I would be surprised. But I, I really do just, think I, I think this is a team that can can hang around and do some good things, and I'll I'll be excited to see what uh, our young quarterback does on the road in a hostile environment against a, a very good team. Probably, the like you said, the NFC Super Bowl favorites. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to what I believe was stated a couple pods ago, Matt. I think you said that the Bears would win in Philadelphia. Okay. I think that's fine. I think, I, said, I, I think when we made our second half predictions, I said this is the exact type of game the Bears would win. They'd probably the Bears go ahead and lose, they'd lose either to the Browns or the 49ers, but they'd beat the Eagles. Yeah. So I, I think that, uh, you know, you make a good point there that they do have the defense and that'll, that'll keep you around in a game. And I would love nothing more than to see them just rub a cheesesteak in those terrible fans' faces. I just, everything about <laughs> Philadelphia has always rubbed me the wrong way, but that's another conversation for another day. Have you, have you ever Matt, been? Uh, I have. I've been to Philadelphia once. I mean, great for the history. You know, I'm a, I'm a history buff. I'm a history guy. I like that type of stuff. But didn't know that about you. A little, little bit spread out for me. You know, there's like downtown and then just like sprawling suburbs. I, again, another conversation for another day. But Matt, I put a, I put a tweet out during the Bears game that uh, I did not see it. Didn't receive any backlash. I actually think that some people agreed with it. Um, let me know your thoughts on this. I think that the Bears' alternate jerseys are better than their regular oh, jerseys. Oh, I did I under- see this, and I actually I favored it. I, under- I, I, I understand the history. One. I understand the history behind the Bears' jersey and how it's great, but the font of the numbers in the Bears' regular jersey just always gets me. It's a little too rounded. The Bears, alternate, the Bears' alternate jersey is one of my favorite jerseys, bar none, in the NFL. I am with you. Um, I, I do think it's one of those where if it became an everyday jersey, we might get a little bit... It might become a little. I, I like the, the get old they wear quick. it. You know, give me, give it, give it to me two or three times a year. That's what I like about it. Gotcha. Uh, okay. I, I, I love, I love the Bears regular home uniforms too. But I always love these alternate uni- uh, jerseys. So I good. think I saw uh, might have been David Haar some sent out a tweet saying something along the lines of like they're the worst jerseys in football or something like get that. Get out of I, here! I love David Haw. He was yeah, I worked for him. He was he was somewhat of a mentor for me. But he, he's wrong there. Yeah, <laughs> those are, I Dead think those are some of the best jerseys in football. Now if they. If they threw the C on those those blank yes. blue helmets, I think the helmet. had, if, you're, if you're needs. ever going to make those the permanent uniforms, which they won't, yeah. and they probably shouldn't because you can't get rid of the history of the regular ones, you got to have the C on that helmet for me. But I love those uniforms. The the, round, the big orange numbers, I'm a big fan. 
big fan. We we'll, finally we'll, agree on something. There you go. We agree on something, and we go out on a positive note with that. Let's put the Bears behind us for the week. It's uh, Bears-Eagles, 12 noon on Fox, coming up this Sunday. Matt, plenty of, uh, plenty of NCAA football to be talked about. Our, our locks once again fall through. We got two losses. So this is just... You know, becoming, that's okay. That's okay. It's becoming less the lock of the week segment and just the, the fade Moose and Runes segment. So like, just whatever we think, probably, um, probably, probably go the other way. That's so, why uh, this week I'm, I'm bailing on the college game. Uh, okay. I, I, think, I think the Thanksgiving foot NFL games are a reason. Uh, reason for me to, to use that as you know as an excuse to get out of college because because what says certainty like holiday football on a Thursday you know? I, exactly they, they, but that's exactly why I'll get this one right because none of my picks will make any sense because the logic makes no sense yeah, I like the that. logic makes I've I've tried to I've tried to be reasonable I've tried mm-hmm. to be logical with my college mm-hmm. picks I mean you've Never pretty much works. agreed with me on all the picks that I've made the last Never couple works. weeks well that's but, the problem right there as exactly well, so me. Maybe with, we should with, go with, like, if we ever agree on a pick, like both, then we automatically have to take the other side of it as a lock of the week. The, wor- the world might explode, yeah. Uh, but, Matt, I still do have a one-win lead on you, um, and I believe there's a round of golf riding on this, if I'm not mistaken. So we got some time. Make, got make, some those, time. make those picks count. Give the people your pick this week, Matt. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let a, uh, a, a friend make the pick for me. Oh, guest pod? Guest uh, pod spot? And now go Chargers, go! I'm taking the Chargers. You heard Arnold Schwarzenegger say it right there. Go Chargers, go! On the road, in Dallas, in Jerry World, on Thanksgiving. We're coming in, we're taking the win. Phillip Rivers is going to beat Dak Prescott. That Cowboys team is banged up, no Zeke. The Chargers have a great front seven, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, and Joey Bosa. Give me the Chargers. Go Chargers. It's a pick like It's it. a pick I like it. No um, points, I- I'm just picking a winner. Love it. I don't have uh, a soundbite here, uh, unless you got some. Unless you got something lined what, up. What, team, I don't think, what team you got? I'm thinking Michigan State over Rutgers, thirteen and a half. I think everyone in the country is better than Rutgers by at least two touchdowns. Uh, Michigan State on the road, but but Rutgers is really, really, really bad, and Michigan State has showed some signs of playing solid football this season. Uh, yeah, that that game two playing, weeks ago, they played pretty solid football. Yeah, playing for. <laughs> Playing for who knows what, but uh, Michigan State thirteen and a half. Uh, just trying to get a free round of golf out of it. That's fair. I respect that, <laughs> uh, Matt. There are uh, there are some things to talk about on the on the college front. I think the main headline was Baker Mayfield uh, and his on field slash off field exploits um, this past week, coming out and apologizing. Lincoln Riley crying on the mic. It became a whole big saga here. Uh, we're going to touch more on that during buy or sell, but it really looks like the Sooners uh, are cementing a spot in that playoff. Yeah, uh, they got. I think West Virginia does this week, and yep. Baker Mayfield is quote unquote suspended, won't start, but he'll play, so he'll miss a possession and then be in. Yeah, uh, I believe Will Greer's not even playing for West Virginia because I don't know if you saw that clip of him running off the field with his finger, but it was. Um, oh yeah, that broken finger. It was, was, bad. A, it was a pretty. Uh, pretty mangled finger um yeah. not, not surprised he can't throw a football probably probably not for the next few weeks maybe for a bowl game we'll see but uh yeah. oklahoma looks like they're setting themselves up in a prime spot i think is, is it going to be tcu it looks like in the um mm-hmm. in the conference championship again and they just kind of rolled them at home so they're, they're they're looking like they're in as good a good of spot as anybody and they're i don't i'm not sure i'd be able to pick against them in any game yeah. against anybody right now Matt, one thing that, that kind of strikes me here is with the way things are set up right now with conference championships, I, I like the conference championship, but we're going to see six or seven rematches from, from matchups you saw earlier on in the season. With the way things are set up now, those rematches just muddy the waters, and they kind of make things harder on the, on the committee because what if you get a team, like what if you get a TCU win here? Like what sort of value does that hold? Again, I think you need to go to automatic qualifiers. But what are your feelings on the rematches that we're going to be seeing here? Probably in the SEC, the ACC, uh, the Big Ten's probably going to be a rematch. ACC is so, a rematch. I don't. Miami. Miami. It'll be Miami. Clemson. They. I don't think they played. Miami. Clemson. Did Miami. Not Clemson. Play. Not play. You're right. So we got a. But we're no, have I, a big I, Big I, Twelve, I, Big Ten. I get where uh, you're going here. Big Ten I don't, won't be. I don't mind it. Um, I, I get what you're saying, and that it might devalue the the early season win if you know mm-hmm. it, if one team beats somebody else, your know, first game of the conference, whatever. But I, I'm okay with it because 
the committee's goal is to pick the four best teams in the country at the end of the season, not the four best teams in the country at the beginning of the season. So while mm-hmm. you do have to value those wins, uh, end of season wins, how you look at the end of the year is more important. And I think it should be because it's about who are the best four teams right now. And if Oklahoma had lost to TCU in week three and then came out and beat them by three touchdowns in the Big 12 championship game, that, that should count for more in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, it should have more weight there. But it's all about how the committee wants to allocate that weight. I think there's they said something, there's like 18 different data points. that The, they committee, the committee allocates weight on who has the most momentum at this time. That, that, that's really and, how they've always done it. They, they can say whatever they want. They can say it's about conference championships. They can say head-to-head matters a ton. But I think when it comes down to it, they're going to take who looks the best at the end of the season, combined with who might you know get a few more viewers clicked yeah, if, but, it's, if it's between a couple teams. But how fair is that? Because I didn't say it was fair. No, a lot of these SEC schedules are front weighted. Like you got, or even in, who was it last week? Did Clemson play the Citadel? And I know they don't make their own schedule. These guys on the team, but you have to have equal weight across regular season games. I understand putting more weight on a conference championship, but that momentum idea bothers me. That that that's my only. That's my well, bugaboo with the sure, way it's set up. Sure, Alabama went out and won like fifty to three this weekend, but I think the committee also takes that in. Well, they might not because it's Alabama, but if yeah. for a team like Clemson, they take that into consideration. Yeah, sure, Clemson went out and won by forty points, but they played the Citadel, so that win probably means next to nothing for the committee. Yeah, I would imagine when they talk about Clemson at the end of the year, they're not talking about that game at all whatsoever. A couple, a couple big ones, a couple rivalry matchups this week coming up. At the Iron Bowl, Alabama Auburn going to be a good one. I can't wait post, for that game. A lot of postseason implications there. That's two thirty on CBS. Uh, you got an eleven o'clock kick. Ohio State Michigan always a fun one. I don't know if Michigan can come out and and put up a fight here. Not as much uh, glitz and glamour to this game because neither of these teams really poised to do anything postseason wise. And then uh, another one, kind of flying under the radar, but uh, a mid-teens matchup. A big, uh, a big. Rivalry matchup out in the Northwest, Washington State versus Washington. That's 14 versus 18, a night game on Fox. So some good football this weekend to be watched. Uh, A lot of couch time starting Wednesday, Thursday. Matt, this is this is your Super Bowl, essentially. Oh, this I I I love I love this. This this three or four day stretch, whatever it is starting with Thanksgiving. This is this is this is what you prepare for. This is what you get ready for all year, mentally, physically. This is this is what you're preparing for. All those long Saturdays on the couch, those long yeah. Sundays on the couch. This is what you're getting ready for in the off season when you're getting ready for football, reading articles, all that stuff, listening to podcasts, preferably this one. That's what you're preparing yourself for. You're getting ready for this four or five day stretch of just football. Matt, my, my sources are telling me right now. I'm getting it in my ear that you've been dosing yourself with tryptophan just in preparation for Thanksgiving. You, you want to get got- some. You, you want gotta to get be it ready. System. I don't yeah. want. I don't want Thursday night to be the first time my system is used to it. Okay. So I want. I want to get the body a little not not major dope, but just you know a little bit here and there. Maybe a couple bites of turkey here and there. Uh, no. You know, the last couple of weeks just to get my body ready for it, get myself ready for football watching while under the conditions, under the effects. Uh, the people from USADA will be reaching out to you just to see. I think tryptophan is on the banned substance list, so you might be you might be suspended for this week's uh, for this week's action, Matt. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, we need an update here because I'm lost. I know some other fans are lost. Sure, it's still early on in the season, but we need a Matt's hockey minute. Give us an update here on our Blackhawks. Are we going to see playoff hockey this year? You know, I, I'm still under the belief that we are. Uh, okay. They they went through that. They went through a stretch of I forgot how many in a row they dropped, but they, they weren't looking very good. I think they dropped to under 500 or at 500. I think it was at eight eight and two. But the thing was, during that stretch, it wasn't like the last couple years where they were getting blown out by teams, getting outshot you know, by double-digit amounts by teams, where they were holding on and stealing wins. They were actually still pressing a lot of the play. They were carrying a lot of the play. They were still getting a lot of shots. They are still allowing a lot of shots, but their offense was also producing shots. Now, they weren't really scoring at the rate that we'd hoped they were, but the last few games, they've started to figure that out. They've got a, a line combination that seems to be working for them at the moment. It has Artem and Isimov on back on uh, Patrick Kane's line, and somehow nobody really goes to the net and just puts his stick on the ice and waits for Patrick Kane to do something better than Artem and Isimov. But he's, uh, I think he's leading the NHL in goals this month. Uh, 
So they're starting to figure out those line combinations. They've also started to figure out the back end a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Brent Seabrook had a tough start to the year. The last uh, four or five games, though, Q has is, is started to reduce those minutes for him a little bit, and you're starting to see the benefits. He's gone down from about 20 a game to about 17 a game, which is it might not sound like a huge deal to us, but to him, his legs are clearly there. He's not always drawing the, the top yeah, that adds up, up. Which, is, which is huge. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that's not all. Not, we're not only going to see the benefits of now, but you're going to see the benefits of hopefully come you know March, April, when this team is either battling for a playoff spot or battling for playoff position. Um, and, and I think it's going to pay benefits for him big time. Duncan Keith still being Duncan Keith. They found a an anchor to a, the, the second pairing in Jan Ruda, who is the international free agent they brought over. He's looked really, really good on that second pairing, and he's skating with uh, Gustav Forsling, who's also starting to thrive there too. Cody Franzen, the veteran, they, they picked up on an uh, off-season tryout. Uh, his, his slotted in on Keith's right for uh yeah sorry uh, on the top pairing with keith uh and he's looking like you can honestly suitable. say anything you want right i know now. yeah you can you say know. whatever you want you said you just dropped the name gustav yeah. gustav for watching blackhawks hockey he's one of their top i, I only get national show. i only get national i got an nhl.tv account why don't you hit me up and i'll give it to you well this is the first time i've gotten this off i've had so. it for like three years all right. Well, well, let's let's no, exchange let's guess, exchange details after the I'll, podcast. I'll, 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 I'll cut it short here. You let me talk hockey, and you know I'm going to get rolling with it. But <laughs> I, I think in in the coming months here, they still have that Hosa money uh, freed up in, in the cap. I think yeah. you're going to see them try and go out and get a legitimate. Who are the big names? Uh, you know, this, I, I haven't I, I haven't had usually, a chance to go see. Yeah, who usually the, you, the guys are with one year left on their deal, but th- th- mm-hmm. there will be. Uh, I, I don't know where it's going to come from yet, and even if that name fat is really out Phil there, that obvious fat face <laughs> Phil Kessel's going nowhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're going to go out and try and get them, you know, a top three, top four defenseman who can legitimately skate on Keith's, you know, the, the top pairing with Duncan Keith. Then mm-hmm. they can bump Cody Franzen down to the bottom pairing, and then they can have that middle pairing be, you know, as good as it's been. And I think that gives you. Uh, a balance on their defense, maybe not the top end talent that they had in 2015, but a mm-hmm. balance that we really haven't seen since then. Um, and and I, I, I think the power play too has been coming along the last couple of games. I think they've scored power play goals in each of the last two or three games, which was a huge problem during that stretch they were losing. So things are starting to trend in the right direction. It, it's about what we've expected. It was a slow start, but they're playing with a little bit faster, a little bit more aggressive style than we're used to and it's it's fun to see some of these young kids playing alex to the the guy uh, dave poolin brought up in our yeah. interview uh in the in the off season is has been i think he's second on the team in goals this month behind art of an so they, they're a fun team to watch and i think they're starting to hit their stride okay so on on the panic meter from cool as a cucumber to uh fumbling with your trees keys trying to get into your house knowing you have to go to the bathroom where are you on that spectrum right now joe that that end of the spectrum i've never i've never fumbled i've never wavered i'm very cool under that pressure um (laughs) but i i'm i'm closer to the cool as a cucumber side okay the last time i checked the team still has 1988 2 and 50 on it um and and i as long as those four are on the roster uh i'm not going to panic until i i physically see they're eliminated and that's matt's hockey minute thank you matt Thank you, Joe. It's, it's always fun when you let me have that. <laughs> well, another topic that we, we haven't got to broach recently, it's the off-season technically, but uh, we're nine days away from the Big Cat returning at his own tournament, nonetheless. Oh, but God. it's Tiger time, Matt. Joe, I, first off, I'm, 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 I'm as excited as anybody. I'm very happy to see him back. But did you see that? That YouTube video of uh, it was a swing he was taking. He was in like uh, he was in like a blue shirt, gray shorts, whatever. It was a, no, not YouTube. It was on Twitter. Uh, I think he tweeted it out. Somebody, but did you see the swing? I've seen. I've seen every swing. It didn't look good. It, it didn't looked, look bad. It didn't. It, it looked tight. It looked kind of weak. I. I, I it, he needs it, to it shorten up. It, he needs to shorten up. He needs to stop dipping at the ball. It didn't look like he was changing levels. He needs to maintain his head height because then he's not jumping through his old ass knees. He needs to swing the club more like Ernie Els and less like Dustin Johnson. He's an but old Tiger was good because that's what he did. Yeah, Tiger but he can't was do good that because and, and that's why I'm worried he's never coming back. He needs to no. He he needs he needs to find a new way to win. And is it going to be dominant? No. Is it going to give him the best chance to win? No. But is it going to afford him a little bit of longevity on tour? Yes. And Tiger Woods 
mentally, if he can get back in the mental space of being the champion that he was, he could steal one or two tournaments. I don't know about a major, but if he can move the ball around a course without breaking his back or shredding his knee, Tiger Woods has a chance. He's I agree, but I just I want I want old Tiger back, Joe. Well, uh, whatever I want it is, the violent Ricky, swing that just Ricky, ruins his knee. Ricky, Ricky wasn't day, actually telling the truth. Ricky the other there day said no he was hitting it by that medalist. There was no he was way he was doing that medalist. You know, maybe was, it was like honestly, maybe, Ricky was probably chipping, and Tiger had like Ricky his, had his three wood. Yeah, that, there, yeah something like no, Ricky had like a three iron. All right. Well, don't, I, I love Tiger. Don't tarnish my excitement for. for I'm Tiger just coming trying back. to temper your expectations, like I've tempered mine. Okay, I okay. want him to be back. I just I I can't buy into it until I see it. Will you be watching on that Thursday? A week from this Thursday, Tiger returns. Of course, I'll watch. Okay. With that, Matt, I want your top Tiger moment. We we all know we all know the the major moments, the putts, uh, the comebacks. Uh, the dominant 14-shot wins. But what's your favorite Tiger non-major moment, Matt? Bay Hill, 2009. Hit that. It, he was uh, he needed to birdie on 18 to win. I think was him and Sean O'Hare were both tied at four under. Mm-hmm. Sticks, sticks a shot from like 160, 170, whatever it was, out to about 17, 16 feet. Buried the putt and just had one of the all-time great Tiger celebrations I've ever seen. Yeah, that's great stuff. Mine has to be... Uh, 2012, it was one of his returns. I don't know. 2012, it was his I'm back moment. Uh, the chip in at Bay Hill at the Memorial from uh, from Greenside. I believe it was par three. I think it was the 16th. He was trailing by a shot. And my favorite part of it is that he's, he was paired with Ricky Fowler that day. Ricky is Ricky completely just wet the bed and was out of contention at that point. Ricky's in the background of this chip in, and it's the most amazing flop shot just trickles right into the hole, and Ricky's staring at him like he just watched God chip in. And essentially, he was standing there watching one of his idols. So just that whole moment right there is one of my favorites. So that's why Ricky's telling him everybody the Tiger's putting the ball out. Yes, because he owes him. Because he's a Tiger fanboy. They all are. All those guys on tour are are Tiger um, apologists. They all want him to be out there because they all just want to play golf next to him. And uh, you can't blame those guys. I'm with you, Joan. Here, here's the here's the next week. Tiger having a good showing, maybe competing, maybe even you know being in, in one of the final couple pairings. I know I'm getting hopeful there, but but here here's the here's the hopefully seeing that next week. Amen, amen. Matter. You got All a grievance right, well, for us, Joe? Yeah, hit the music. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now. You're going to hear about it. You can't handle the truth. Boy, have you lost your mind, because I'll help you find it. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, I know every week we uh, use this platform to, you know, say something that's bothering us or use this to gripe about um, LeVar Ball jar. Uh, I think that jar is up to like $5 now. But nonetheless, I'm not going to be doing any all, all because of you. I know. I'm not going to be doing any uh, grieving this week, Matt. This is a week to give thanks, and I I know I speak for both of us in saying that we are beyond blessed and beyond lucky to have the support systems that we have, the people around us, the family and friends that we do have, and it's a a shame that it it takes a holiday to sometimes highlight that fact, but uh, it is a week to give thanks, so there will be no grievance this week. We just want to say thank you. To all the Moose and Runes listeners, we are thankful for you guys. We're 30 episodes deep now, and uh, I know a lot of you have listened to all 30 episodes, and we thank you for that. Uh, We thank our family. We thank our friends. We thank anyone who supports the podcast and supports us in our daily endeavors. So, Matt, uh, no grievance this week. Just just giving thanks from now uh, until Friday because then uh, we get to complain about whether it be Notre Dame football or the Bears and the Eagles. I love getting to complain. (laughs) <laughs> but but thanks for a few days, Matthew. Yeah, for here for now. All right. Well, let's do a little buy or sell. All right. Why don't you Why don't you start us off? All right, Matt. Buy or sell Baker Mayfield's apology. And I'm not saying this in the sense that like was it sincere. Buy or sell the fact that the kid had to sit down and apologize for uh, screaming obscenities across the field and grabbing. I couldn't field. sell it any harder. I just it, could you imagine if like 10, 15, 20 years ago, whatever, we had as many cameras on these kids as we do today. 
like all, yeah. all the stuff that would have been caught, and that the fact that there's such a national outrage over him just grabbing himself and yelling swears across a football field. I just don't get it. Worse it's, stuff happens on the field. Uh, I, I, I'd say 50 things worse than that happened probably on the field during that game alone. That it's competition. It's, it's, it, you don't shake my hand before yeah. the game. You're going to get every Which I, I, ounce I've, of salt in my bag. I believe it's, I've said it on this podcast. If I'm a captain on another team and I choose to not shake your hand, like, I, I'm not going, if someone chose to not shake my hand, I'm not going to get mad at you, whatever, but I'm going to make it my personal mission to basically make you eat your words or eat your lack of a handshake. I'm going to, that's what Baker Mayfield did, and good for him. It paid off, and he got a little bit fired up. He didn't yell at anybody. He didn't use, you know, use any slurs. He didn't offend anybody, that, uh, to my knowledge. If you ask any Kansas players if they were offended by what he did or said, I, I don't think anybody would say they were. Yeah, it's, is it is is it the place and the time for it? No. Is it a guy getting caught up in the moment? Yes. Does it bother me? No. But no. we live in an we live in an age of recreational outrage, and this is just another. I'll be mad about this for three days. I'm so outraged, and it's bleeding into sports now. It's bleeding into comedy. It's bleeding into the safe havens where this sort of outrage you didn't see it very often. And not to get too broad or political on it, but it's a problem because if a guy can't stand there across the field and scream F you to the opposing team, what's going on? These guys, there's, if, if you pick up the gnats on field, worse oh things, like, like you said, are being picked up every single play. That's why they don't even have mics on the field sometimes because these guys are getting in each other's faces so much. That was a kid who felt wrong, and what he did might have been wrong, but it's not to be met with the outrage that it's being met with. People we are Link, we got Lincoln Lincoln Riley and the Heisman favorite going up to the microphone and apologizing with tears in their eyes because this is becoming such a big thing because he's feeling so much weight on his shoulders. That should be your Heisman award winner. And if you have a Heisman vote and you're not voting for that kid because of this moment, that's a you problem. That's not a Baker Mayfield problem. People are more outraged by the fact that he grabbed himself and yelled obscenities at, at other football players during a game than they are that he tackled a cop in the offseason. You see worse things on like that, that, NBC. You see worse things on Dancing with the Stars than, than what he was doing there. It's, 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 it's dumbfounding to me. I really I don't understand. I don't know why anybody would be offended by that. So, so it, a kid was watching that and saw him do it, so he needs that. that, that you know what you're getting into when you when you're letting anybody watch football or sports or anything. Yes, yeah, yeah. stuff like that might happen. You see worse injuries on the field than you see than 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 and what he did there. I mean, it's 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 mom just, and dad, mom and dad. Newsflash: Your kid has his own cell phone. He's on the internet. He saw ten worse things today. All right. So if you're worried about you're worried about the struggle of parenting, I think you should shift your focus away from Baker Mayfield and onto your children. <laughs> I'm not going to give parenting advice on the most I'm giving parenting podcast. advice. But, no, I, I'm with you. It's just, I don't – I'll never understand the people who get that offended by something that – something as minor as that in the heat of competition, in the heat of battle, when, when to somebody who was personally slighted like Baker Mayfield was. It's not mm -hmm. like that was unprompted. Okay. So let's yeah. – uh, we, we should stop yelling about this. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're yelling agreeing, circles yelling around ourselves. We get it. Uh, All right, Matt, uh, hit me. Joe, we haven't talked a lot of NBA basketball here, and I think that's for a decent reason. But uh, Bulls are looking a little bit better than, than we thought they might. I think those young pieces are – we haven't seen Zach Levine yet, but Markin and Chris Dunn from that Jimmy Butler trade looking pretty solid so far. So mm -hmm. five months later, are you buying or selling the return uh, from the Jimmy Butler trade? Is there a third option, like an I couldn't care less because these Bulls are so pathetic? No, there isn't. It's a, it's a buy or sell. Okay. Well, I'm going to sell it just because I have not agreed with much of what the front office has done with this Bulls rebuild. And I understand burning it to the ground, but I think you need one pillar to stand. Like, like, oh, you know, I, when I they, think they think you, that pillar you know is they, Zach Levine. You know, when they really redid, you know when they redid the old Soldier Field and they left the colonnades up? I think yes. you needed to leave Jimmy Butler up. I think you needed to have something to build around, and I think that accelerates your rebuild. Now that they burnt it to the ground and just – it, what the reset button? There's no, there's no. Where would you have gotten if you kept Jimmy Butler though? You'd be a middling NBA team who kept drafting at 15 every year and would keep going to the first round and losing to the Celtics and the Cavs. 
So do you think you're going to draft your way to the air of Golden State and Cleveland right I now? Certain think, I certainly think you have a better shot if you're drafting two or three and you have the pieces that they got back from Jimmy Butler. Laurie Markkinen's, I think, one of I, the top score, top rookie scorers in the NBA this year. Chris Dunn's looking like a, a legitimate NBA point guard, if not a starting point guard, a six-man coming off the bench. And that has Zach Levine, aware. they think, is a super is a superstar in the making. He's 21, 22 years old. I'm sure, with he's coming off knees. an do we know, a bad do we know knee. What, do we know what a guy with bad knees does in Chicago? I feel like we've seen that movie before. The way the NBA, you can't be afraid of a guy. The way the NBA works, the way the NBA works now is not through the draft. You're drafting a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds that aren't ready to play that are projects. You're just starting to see the Anthony Davises, the Carl Anthony Towns. You're just starting to see these guys come into their own because they're so young. If you want to build a super team, you keep a star and you have that star go sell himself during the off season. You have that star go recruit his friends. Really? How that, how'd, you, that, how'd that work out the last 10 years? How many stars did we get to come here through, through free agency? How Derrick many, Rose can't talk to his son, let alone... Okay, how, how many guys did Jimmy Butler get to come here? Well, you got to convince that guy to do it. That's how you build a team. Not through the draft. And they think that guy is Zach Levine. They've talked to him about that. He said publicly in interviews he had a sit-down with, uh, with Vincent Goodwill over at NBC Sports Chicago saying, when, when the time comes when they ask me to do that, I'll be more than willing to do so. Zach he Levine's would. your star power. Yes, I think so. And I, I, think if you, I don't even you, think you Zach Levine has LeBron's number. Not to say that I don't think you saw LeBron's. much. You might must not have saw much of him in Minnesota last year. But he's a guy who's shown potential. He's a, a three-year, I think, NBA veteran, and he's only twenty-one years old. And he is a name out there. He's a guy who they think they can grow. And if they have a guy like Laurie Markkinen, who looks like a lot more than just the spot-up shooter that we're all fearing he would be, and some other pieces that they can hopefully draft early on around him, that they, they have Levine, a solid core. Zach Levine's a dunk contest with a flat jump shot. All I'm saying is it's going nowhere right now. I'm selling on it. I know Philadelphia's looking all right this year. They they went the tank and draft route. Selling on it. That's what I thought. Buy or sell, Matt. Uh, I got to find my second buy or sell here. It's Black Wednesday, Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy or sell Black Wednesday. Going out, getting banged up with the old cronies, seeing everyone from high school. Well, Joe, that's it. That's, uh, I'll, I'll preface that with a, my answer with a question. Are you going to be in town for Black Wednesday this year? I am not making it. This oh, is my well, first Black Wednesday I'm missing. Then this I is my first Black it. Wednesday I'm missing, but I'm... I promise I'll uh, I'll have a couple shots of tequila here in Lincoln for for everyone back at home. Gross. Um, <laughs> I'll buy it. Uh, it's it's always nice seeing you know the the old old group again the the, the friends from high school the people from home. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's it is what it was you know the the first year or so that we were out of out of college or you know mm-hmm. maybe even in college still when we were coming back seeing everybody but it's still nice to it's it's the one time of year really where you get to see a lot of people you haven't seen in a while. Um, might try and take a little bit easier this year than I have in past years. Ooh, but, but uh, getting a little long in the tooth there, man. Oh, of course. I, uh, it's 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 not even funny how how bad these hangovers are getting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I'm gonna buy it. Buy it. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, I will. Uh, how about I will yourself, do my, Joe? You, you I, will, I will do my part here in Lincoln. I'm always buying Black Wednesday. I'm selling it this year because I'm not gonna be home, and I don't oh, want anyone to have. Joe. I don't want anyone Joe. to have fun without me. So. Uh, uh, gonna gonna miss gonna miss the crew. Not gonna be there. making a, making an appearance at Jimmy's place. Not gonna be making the Jimmy's no. place appearance. Unfortunately, love seeing everybody there, and uh, we usually we usually have a group of guys that sticks together on Black Wednesday, and then we all cab it back out to my house in Elmhurst. Uh, last year, Mama Musso was hip to us because uh, we usually raid the fridge. We had uh, an incident at the Mayanza household a few years back <laughs> where we ate one of the pies that was in the fridge for the next day, along with. Uh, some stuffing, some some turkey. Yeah, it, it just wasn't. This is my answer. Wasn't very happy with us. So we, we got back to my house last year, and my mom had everything labeled: "Don't touch, don't touch. This Go is for it. you. Don't touch, don't touch. This is yeah." So so Deb Deb did her part last year, really spelled it out for us. But we won't have to worry about that this year, unfortunately. Well, that's uh, that's too bad for you. So you, so you're not <laughs> making it home for the holiday then. Can't can't make it home for Thanksgiving. Uh, we got uh, Huskers Iowa on Black Friday, so it would have been a quick trip back and forth. And uh, some of the Musso family's out of town too, so kind of a ragtag bunch getting together on the holiday. Are you gonna uh, you gonna make a turkey for yourself then? Uh, there's a place in town that uh, I, I lonely ordered Thanksgiving dinner from two years ago. That uh, probably <laughs> probably gonna do that again this year, but uh, should, should should be an all right time. All right, Joe. Well, well I'm gonna stick with my last buyer sell here with that that same theme. Uh, the mm-hmm. Thanksgiving type theme, but are you buying or are you selling turkey bowls on Thanksgiving? 
at my age now, I'm selling. I'd oh, love to. No, I'd love to not. join up and play in one. But we used to play in one, uh, you know, out out in the neighborhood every single year, and it was Thanksgiving morning uh, after Black Wednesday. And there were a few years where we were too young to be going out on Black Wednesday, where the Turkey Bowl was highly competitive and everyone was at their best. And then we started drinking on Black Wednesday, and the overlap of Turkey Bowl and Black Wednesday just didn't work because. There was a lot of vomit. There were too many injuries. There were a lot of pulled hamstrings. Yeah, so you ever pull a hammy in. in a turkey bowl, Joe? I have not. I've seen I've seen a couple, but uh, never never myself. I did take part in the vomiting one year, but uh, <laughs> I think we've I think we've aged out of the turkey bowl. I See, I would have figured you would. I would have figured you'd be buying. I'll return to the turkey bowl when I'm like the the uncle who still got it. That, that'll be my turkey bowl And return. you fully plan on being that uncle who still Absolutely. Got it. What do you think I'm doing speed ladders for every Wednesday? Why do you still do that? <laughs> for Turkey Bowl 2025, Matt. Oh, I can't wait till that first turkey bowl and then you finally do pull that hamstring. It is the hammy. It's going to be hammy play number two. Play number two. Kids, uh, you just watch. Uncle Joe still got it. And then you go out yeah. for that first pattern. You're running a deep post and you just come and up. Then I'm going to have, have, have to play guard. Hey, there's nothing wrong with playing guard in Turkey Bowl, Joe. You get to show people what's up. But uh, I guess I'm tentatively selling on Turkey Bowl, at least for this year. All right. <laughs> That's by our sell. Yeah. Matt, we're going to stick with the Thanksgiving theme here. Uh, a little bit of a – in place of our, our mailbag, we're doing a draft, and we're doing a Thanksgiving plate draft. So all of your accoutrements – Little do long, you know, I've been preparing my whole life for this draft. Yes. So – once once turkey's off the board, turkey's gone. Okay, so someone's gonna have to deal without turkey. On so who's got who's got the first pick? I'm gonna give you the first pick here, Matt. I'm gonna see what you're gonna do strategically. It's four picks, four rounds, Thanksgiving plate, turkey bowl, Thanksgiving draft. That's a long name, but that's the name. Well, can you can you repeat that for me? I didn't. Uh, Thanksgiving didn't Thanksgiving turkey bowl turkey draft Thanksgiving. I think that was it. Yeah, drop Thanksgiving in there three times. It's <laughs> very very subtle. Brandon, Brandon. Uh, well, you're, you were texting me earlier that your sources were saying that Turkey was going to fall to the... Turkey uh, could slide to second, maybe even third round is what I heard. All right. Well, I'm, well, I'm going to put myself on the clock here. I'm officially okay. on the clock. With the first, the first pick <laughs> in the annual Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Turkey, Plate, Bowl, thir- Turkey, Thanksgiving draft. Exactly. I take Turkey. Your sources were dead wrong. Turkey. Your sources you're were dead turkey. wrong, and if you're not, if turkey isn't the first thing going on your plate on Thanksgiving, you're doing something wrong. Well, I just John lynched you because I don't know I, you didn't because turkey is my favorite thing no, on Thanksgiving. I so set I you up. It. I set you up with a bunch of fake information. I didn't want turkey on my plate. I like turkey on Thanksgiving. The Musso family also does a roast. So I'm going to take with the first with the second overall pick roast because you got to have that cornerstone. On the plate. What, what, what is the uh, roast? Uh, what kind of roast nice, are you talking about? A nice roast beef, but sliced thick. We're talking like like a like a London broil, um, done on the on, on the side of the plate. So we usually go turkey and roast on the plate, but turkey's off the board. I'm going roast with the second overall picks. Pick. You know, I, I was I was thinking about getting creative here with my second pick mm-hmm. uh, because in in my household. Um, my mother doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh, I don't think she uses the podcast app very often. Uh, uh-huh. But that said, she, she won't hear this, but she's had some problems <laughs> cooking turkey. Uh, oh, no. She, she'd agree with me. She'd agree with me. Yeah, you could she, get a dry piece of turkey of with that first overall no, pick. No. You could get a bust. No, no, no. no. By, 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 by problems cooking the turkey in the past, I mean, like, we haven't been able to eat turkey in the past. Oh, no. Um, and we've gotten creative. Uh, just so you know, most pizza places not open on Thanksgiving. Um, so I was thinking about getting creative with maybe a you know, one year we actually grilled out on Thanksgiving. That was fantastic. Uh, but, okay. but I'm going to stick with the traditional stuff here. I'm going to, I'm going to load up on, on the protein here, Joe. I'm going to go with ham. See, you're already putting yourself in a bad spot. No, I, I'm, 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 I, you're front I, end I, heavy. You're going to be napping I, by three o'clock. You think that's a problem? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waking up for the night game. So ham with the second overall pick, oh, yeah. that leaves me right where I want. Uh, that's great. My, I think we're both a, right where we want here. This is, this is with, the draft that we both wanted. With the fourth overall pick, I'm taking stuffing. It's tried and true. Every plate needs stuffing. 
uh, we usually have multiple different stuffings at, at the Musso Thanksgiving. I think that's common. Yeah, I think that's pretty common. Right now, I'm sitting with uh, roast and stuffing on the plate. Well, you don't have turkey plates. though, so you're you're already losing. With the was my third pick. So fifth. The, fifth, fifth the fifth pick. overall pick, uh, mashed potatoes. I, you, you went stuffing. I think mashed potatoes and stuffing are the, the two most. You know, they're the, they're the two common sides, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. But that's my that's my go to side when it comes to comes to Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm going to go mashed potatoes. But Joe, do you, do you like the, the mashed potatoes a little bit more lumpy, or do you like them a little bit more smooth? Need a lump. Need a lump in your I'm mashed with potato. You. I'm with Need you. a lump. I'm yeah. 100% with you. Need a little lumpiness in the mashed potato. Uh, sixth overall pick. I, I, I'm moving around on this one because I, I don't want my, my final pick to be taken, but I'm positive that it's not going to be. Uh, with, the, with the sixth overall pick, I'm taking cheesy potatoes because you took the mashed potato. We yeah. always have a cheesy potato casserole type thing at the Musso household. It's going to go wonderfully next to your stuffing. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get too mushy on your plate, you know, because you could go just a plate of full mush, and that's not what you want. I'm, I'm erring on the side of mush right now, but we're sitting with roast. What potato did I Roast, cheesy potato, and my second pick was uh, stuffing. So stuffing, cheesy potato, roast right now. Are we factoring dessert into the conversation? Or is dessert, that... No, dessert's a completely different draft. Oh, you go, wow. You get whatever wow. you want for dessert, and gr- you don't have to draft gravy either. That's just, gravy's necessary. What about cranberry sauce? Cranberry sauce can be drafted. If you I, want see, draft I, cranberry... I think that's in the same boat as gravy. I think everybody's putting that on. I think no, because you're not, on but cranberry sauce goes on the side. It's not it's, it, it, it is absolutely thrown on top of the turkey. What on your, I guess turkey, yeah, you can put it on top of your yeah. turkey. So, but no, if you want to draft also, cranberry sauce. So this isn't the, this isn't the agreed upon rule. This is just Joe makes no, the rules I, I make to the his rules. own draft. I make the rules. I make the rules. Okay, that makes if you sense. Ever played, if you ever played a turkey bowl with me, you understand I make the rules. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't have to play a turkey bowl with you to know that you make the rules and everything. Final pick in the Thanksgiving turkey draft, Thanksgiving turkey draft. I'm going to go with, I'm going to say any form of sweet potatoes. Big sweet potato fan, whether you want to mash, whether you want to just, you know, a baked sweet potato, whether that's in a casserole of some sort. I'm mm-hmm. a big sweet potato guy. I know I'm going a little heavy on the carbs there. It's a, yep. it's a heavy plate, and I'm going to be feeling full afterwards, especially yeah. when I throw a read that, probably read two. That plate, read that plate back to me. Ham, turkey. No, turkey was one. I, I shouldn't turkey, disrespect ham. turkey. Turkey, ham, <laughs> mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. Yeah, that's a... That's a heavy plate. That's it's a, a heavy, heavy plate, heavy but plate. you know what? It, it's I don't get this meal every every day, every week. It's it's once mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's a little bit one in that one dimensional, but it's not that versatile, and I'm okay with yeah. that. I it's like great. what I like, and I, th- that's going to be a great meal for me. Sure, I'm going to be sitting on the couch, not feeling very good about myself, and asleep mm-hmm. by about seven thirty for the night. Yes. Um, but but that's and I'm going to top uh, probably probably two slices of pie uh, on top of that and then I'll be Dude, good to go. Now you going now you going what kind of pie are you going there? Same so we we always have a pumpkin. Um, okay. Uh, at, at at the dinner and then usually the the next pie varies a little bit uh, every year. Sometimes uh, this this year my my oldest brother and sister in law will be with us and her her birthday is always around the same time so we usually let Ooh, her have cake. the we let her have the second selection or whatever she wants. Gotcha. Uh, this this year she's I think she went with pecan pie so I'm definitely Lovely. gonna have a slice of that big pecan Lovely. pie fan. I'm gonna have a great meal this year. Sounds Very good. Happy. It sounds like you're excited. Matt, the Mister Irrelevant. You're gonna you're gonna have like pasta with red sauce or something. No 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 no. That's that doesn't have to be drafted either. There's masticoli everywhere when you're a muso. Uh, but I, I, I knew my I knew my final pick was safe because it's it probably something vegetables. I've never heard of. No, it involves vegetables. Sweet potatoes so, a vegetable. I. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, it's not. It's a potato. Potatoes are vegetables. No, they're not. I disagree. Potatoes are starch. That doesn't mean potatoes, they're not vegetables. Potatoes are vegetables. Google that because I'm positive. Potatoes I'm positive. are botanically classified as a vegetable. Okay. Oh, Boom. I don't. In that's not face. fair. All right. Well, I enjoy have two your vegetables, vegetables on my plate. Enjoy your vegetables on that. I even my found a way to pick. make vegetables unhealthy. My final pick in the Thanksgiving draft. I was between two vegetable dishes here. I love a green what bean casserole. I knew you were a green say bean that. casserole with a little with a little uh, onion crunch on top. But I'm passing on that one, and I'm going bacon and Brussels sprouts. There's always a bacon Brussels sprouty dish. You Keep need it. something. You need Keep something it. on the plate to freshen it up, so you can go back for that second, third, fourth plate. 
green beans or pardon me, Brussels sprouts and bacon is gonna. I'll take go the bacon from way, that. Is gonna go a long way in stretching that stomach and allowing you to eat as much as you can on a Thanksgiving plate. D- dessert wise, uh, I pass on. I pass on mushy pies like. Uh, not a I'm pumpkin not a fan, pie fan. I'm not a pumpkin pie fan. If you got apple, you got blueberry, you got peach, any sort of fruity pie, uh, that that's my that's my go to. Or a lemon bar, a lemon square. Lemon so, I, lemon squares are, are a dessert that do not get underrated. the respect that they deserve. Vastly underrated. Lemon squares but, are a fantastic dessert. So my plate is is boiling down to a roast, stuffing, cheesy potatoes, and a little bit of green bean or not pardon me, a little bit of uh a little bit of Brussels sprout bacon dish, and I, I just think that it's a well-rounded plate. Can it's heavy? Can it's the bacon be a, picked out of the Brussels sprout? It's a colorful plate, yes, but you need to at least eat one piece of Brussels sprout for it to count. Don't tell me what to do. Okay, well that's my <laughs> plate, Matt, and that's the Thanksgiving turkey, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving draft, Thanksgiving. You know what's going to be fun? Uh, you know, the, one of my favorite parts about this. I think this was a this was a good draft. I think both of us ended up with what we wanted. And mm-hmm. I think we're both going to have some good meals. Mm-hmm. We get to basically have this draft like a month from now if we want to with Christmas. Christmas. Christmas yeah. dinner draft. I mean, it's it's basically the same thing. Should we do Keeper League? Should we do <laughs> well, I'm Thanksgiving it. Keeper League? <laughs> that that would be a bold move because as much as I love turkey, now that I know how you feel about it, I don't think I yeah, can keep it. Yeah, we can have turkey. We do we do ham. We're a ham on Christmas family. Ham and roast. We've Christmas been, we, Eve. we usually Christmas go with the, with the roast the, on Christmas. That, that's Christmas that's our... The Musos host Christmas Eve, and it's kind of a, a mishmash of both sides of the family. But the Italian Christmas Eve is heavy on the seafood, so that's a whole Ooh, different. What kind of seafood? That's a whole different draft. Anything. Give we're us a preview. Clams. Give us a preview. We're doing of the clams. Christmas we're doing. We're doing clams. We're doing mussels. We're doing uh, stone crab claws. We're doing the main dish is lobster diablo, which is a spicy linguine with lobster in it it's phenomenal uh dad has passed that torch on to me so i take charge on that one how does um, one get invited to the muso christmas eve dinner you really just got to have nothing going like if you're not busy we'll pull up a seat and you're welcome there matt you know, oh, you're, you're always welcome that's that's true I'll, I'll, we'll we'll talk yeah i might I be if you just want to come over if you just want to come over for any pasta like people people say that you can come over for any pasta that's the full meal right that's there. that's There's that's appetizing the, the shar- for those shar- of us who don't speak yes. italian the charcuterie is, uh, you know, you got you got every every cured meat you could think of laid out. It's a lovely spread. It's I think I am spread. gonna just before company comes over, just just tell me, <laughs> give me like an hour, give well, me an hour, more, just hanging out on the couch with the musos. I think it's a Sunday, actually, so we'll have some football on. We can that, even do maybe a podcast while we're eating, maybe a Christmas Eve podcast while we just talk about the appetizers we're eating. That's a sneaky veteran move there because while we're getting everything ready, you know everything's being tested. Like I'm having a couple oh, yeah. of clams uh, while I'm rolling the prosciutto. Matt, why, you Matt, know, you gotta, Matt, let's see what that takes. Tell me if that's good. See if I need to add anything to that. Huh? Yeah, I'll, yeah eat a, I'll eat a half pound of prosciutto just while I'm getting the getting the plate ready. You know? See, that's, it's, it's, I, I'm the same way on Thanksgiving. Uh, my, my dad is the turkey carver, as is uh-huh. the tradition, I think, in most families. I pretty much have a full... <laughs> Two or three full servings of turkey while he's standing there carving. What happened to the turkey? It's been yeah, picked it, it, over. It's, it's a we get a big turkey. We got enough for everybody. I'm just you know, he uh, throws a small little piece there. It doesn't look good. It didn't look anybody's going to grab it off for their plate. Sure, I'll just you know eat it right there. Because if you can eat thing. it, if you can eat it in one bite, Joe, the calories don't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't people count. people forget that. Same thing with Halloween candy. <laughs> well, Matt, all this Thanksgiving talk has got me hungry. So I just want to say thank you to all the Moose and Runes listeners. For tuning in for this Thanksgiving edition of the Moose and Moons podcast, episode 30 has been an absolute blast talking with you, Matter. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and the whole Rooney clan. Give them my best hugs and kisses to everyone, especially Brian. Lay a huh. one on him for me. No, thanks. Um, no? You good? I'll, I'll tell him you said so, but no thanks. All right. Well, hopefully he's listening. Happy Thanksgiving to the Rooneys, to the Musos, and to all you listeners. Matter, why don't you shut us down? Shut it down. Shut it all down. Shut it down. Shut it down! Houston, we have shut down. I've seen enough. Shut it down. Joe, you, you stole my idea here on the grievances, but I'm going to use uh, use my shutdown to basically do the same thing you did. Um, I want to just... It, it's been a uh, an eventful year, I think, uh, for, for both of us, uh, for, for our families and all that. And I just want to say uh, it, I, I'm very thankful for... The, uh, the the blessings and the the good times and the good fortunes um, I, I've had this year. Uh, I now have uh, a niece and a goddaughter. Um, I have a new job. I have an apartment. I have a roommate who I he hasn't he's formally announced it now. He's uh, he's heading over to Europe 
in a couple months to be the Congrats. offensive coordinator for the, the Graz Giants Austrian football team. Ground so, and pound. Uh, that, that I'm, I'm trying to convince him to do that. He, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he said he'd let me break down his offensive line film, film for nice. him. So I'm very happy about that. But uh, it's it's been uh, it's been an interesting it's been a long it's been a trying year at times but for the most part uh, it, it's it's another year in the books where I got nothing but uh, but things to be thankful for and um, that's it happy Thanksgiving to everybody obviously thankful for the listeners as well uh, not sure how many of there many of them there are but I, I, I always have you know friends I was I was with at a friend's giving the other night coming up talking to me about the stuff saying they like what we're doing. So it's it's always good to hear from from you guys and to know that we we do have the support because we're 30 episodes into this thing now, and uh, I don't think we have any intention of stopping. So thank you for for all the blessings we got. Thank you for you, Joe. You've been a great host, a great oh, podcast partner, a great thank friend. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Um, and I look forward to beating you in uh, the the pick'em <laughs> lock of the week segment, and having you buy me a round of golf. Good luck, because we're playing Tory Pines. That's gonna do it for <laughs> episode 30. If I'm paying for the golf, you're paying for the flights. (laughs) Fine. That's going to do it for episode 30 of the Moose and Roots podcast. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy the time with family, friends, and loved ones. We love you. Have a great one. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. (laughs) Chicken on the stick was phenomenal.